Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Court is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Earth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and thank you, Dennis, and welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch, but please gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrich of Channel 7, Perth Football Club and West Coast Eagles fame. Barra, how are you? I'm good, mate. Yes, uh, a lot going on, of course. It sounds like um, next week's going to be an extremely big week for the West Coast Eagles. It's a big Saturday night, of course, with those three send-offs. Uh, I'm not sure what they're doing with Nick Nat at the moment. Um, I think he probably he can't do a lap of honour, really, at Optus, can you? So he probably just comes out and gets recognised. Yeah, mate, walk, might have can... to walk, walk a lap of honour. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Is he on crutches or anything at the moment? Moonboot, I think he's still in a moonboot. So boot. he probably won't walk, but yeah. Little and, golf buggy or something. Yeah, I wonder if they'll allow it. Because um, the other thing is that three-quarter time, I think there's a, what are they calling it? Kick a barrel like bunger. So they're getting people out there to, <laughs> that does sound funny. They're getting people out there to try to do a torp, the longest torp. Oh, that's good. Yeah, What's the so, prize? Um, I think it's a 1000 bucks or oh, 500 nice. bucks or something. It's, Left and right foot? A voucher. Um, no, just I, I think it's just who were the great barrel kickers in our in our time. Malcolm Blight was great, wasn't he? Well, yeah, but that that uh, go back a bit. torpedo punt after the siren at uh, Princess Park grows by ten meters every year. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. Can you do you remember any? There blokes was a that, guy called at Richmond. Um, oh, wasn't Fred Fred Fanning? No, no, he kicked deeper goals. No, no, he? yeah, no. There's a guy at Richmond. It'll come to me who kicked one from uh, the defence, and it just. Sailed over centre forward and just bounced through. Nick Revolt was a uh, a great kicker, wasn't he? He uh, oh, oh, and 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 Jack actually. Jack did a kick the torpedo bomb, didn't he? Yeah. During his career, um, Bunger obviously he's more the drop punt, isn't he? Really? Yeah. Don't, well, don't, you don't see too many torps coming out of defence unless it's late in the game and they want to drill it down the centre, of course. But uh, the after the siren, uh, hope in hell and just. Nail it. Uh, always exciting to watch, isn't it? A uh, few issues today, Barra. Uh, should the waffle women be paid? Very. You know what? I'm going to have to declare my hand here. Actually, it was Jeff Fearing. Jeff Fearing. Jeff Fearing. Jeff Fearing. Yeah, Jeff yeah. Fearing was St Kilda player. Yes. He kicked at 84 metres. Yes, and it was very. It was a prodigious kick. 84 metres and bloody. And there's the Rockers, and I remember Craig Bradley. Derek Kickett was good too. Remember yep, Derek Kickett used to love it. Sorry, not trying to change the subject, but yes, it is on the back page. It is an important story. Now, as as a president of the Perth Football Club and part of the Waffle, I was party to this in terms of um, it was at a CEO's meeting. Neil Fong from West Perth said, "Look, we want to start paying our women. Um, like the reserves in the in the men's program don't get paid, and the women don't get paid. The the senior women." Uh, it was only really the senior men that get paid, and he's saying it's time. We've got sponsorship. It's time to start paying the women. What do you mean the senior men? In what competition? So the, the waffle men. Waffle men get paid? Yeah, they do, yeah. yeah. They're the only ones who get paid. Mm-hmm. So the reserves 
don't get paid. The Colts don't get but paid. We're talking about the senior Waffle W, and it's it's not a big contribution. We're talking fifty, a hundred dollars a game, and trying to just have a starting point. I think that's what Neil Fong's talking about. The West Australian Football Commission has endorsed it. We should know mm. that. Uh, I think West Perth. It's West Perth push. The commission's got behind it. Now the Waffle Clubs, to be fair, all contacted yesterday, and they're not against this idea. They just think they need another 12 months to garner the support, the financial contribution. West Perth's already done that. Mm. But the other clubs haven't as yet, and they're saying, look, no, you know. And also they're saying, look, let's get the product right. Some of them, you know, let's get the product right before we um, – It's a very tricky thing to argue because it is. why should the women not get paid? I agree. What, yeah. is, what is the answer to that? And, and in my view, because I'm in a fortunate position, we don't have a senior team. We're going to try to get one probably by 2025, 2026, so we'll have one then, so we'll have to cross that bridge. Perth, I'm talking about. Why don't you have a senior team? Because we've only just started our Rogers Cup team. So we've only had a Rogers Cup team, which is the under-19s, for one season, and it's sort of you have to go that pathway. And we've been pushing for it, and we want it to happen. We want our club to be complete. We want every child in our zones to be able to play for the Perth Football Club if they can, and and we feel like we are heading that way. But Fongy's onto something here, and it's – so to give you an idea, the highest paid player in the Waffle men's program would get probably $2,000 a game, and Fongy's only asking to, for 50 bucks a game yeah, for the women. 50 or 100. Which is not a the, lot, is it? Playing I think, at the same level. Well, you look at the turnover, I mean, it's a couple of million per club um, a year, um, so I think 50 bucks a game, 50 to 100 bucks a game for um, mm. the senior women, I don't think it's asking a lot. But I understand also- The economics I'd of it. I'd be okay with 12 months' time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a look at it in 12 months' time, I think... Um, but I think you, I, would be has, okay, you would be okay with it. I'm not sure Neil Fong... No, he's not. But no. I think you've got to be... I mean, that, the other thing is they can't start paying them because then it's not a fair competition. I mean, everyone has to be... Well, that's um, right. He would have a competitive advantage he then, would, wouldn't he? Because a lot of the girls... And he acknowledges... Say, and, and Neil Fong acknowledges that, and he's mm-hmm. not about to start paying them if everyone... It's either it's all in or no one in. And I think... It's, I'm really pleased this push has started and we're talking about it mm. and let's get fair well, income. The Matildas have brought it on. Yep. I mean, because the Matildas have surpassed the men. They've, they've surpassed the Socceroos in yep. terms of ratings and attendance at games. Well, and they've so, actually surpassed everyone in terms of TV Yeah, ratings. I know. So they're going, well, we should get paid more. But I don't think that – I think that's a, not the way to judge it. Mind you, at the women's games, there's a lot of people. The grand final of the women, the AFLW, uh, the w- WAFLW, was fantastic. I think it was fourth. It was at our ground. It was four thousand people there. Mm. So they are pulling them through the gate. But I don't know if you should link it to that, or just you know what's fair because you don't want to have the, the the women to be having to pay money to actually play footy. No, no. I think and the, and with Curry, I don't think it should be linked at all. I think you should, as of next year, they should flag it and say we're bringing it in next year. Get to work, all the waffle clubs. And the and the possibly Sam, possibly Sam, now they haven't mentioned this yet, but possibly the West Australian Football Commission may be able to step in and, and fund it in some yeah. fashion because... Or the AFL, because the AFL is now petrified because Sam Kerr has changed the whole environment. Well, they shouldn't be petrified. Well, they should be. Why? Because pe- kids, They should be embracing put, it. No, no, I'm saying they're petrified about soccer. Oh, yeah. Football is coming. It's the big tsunami. that we, We've been expecting it. Finally, Sam Kerr at the forefront has led this charge and there's all these young kids at primary schools getting soccer balls out now. Mm. I've seen them. Mm. I'm, I live opposite Subiaco Primary. I see them in the, on the Oval now. There's, they're putting up soccer posts. 
Yeah, I've seen a, I've seen a few more in our local reserve as just, well. Yeah. So it's it's all happening now. Before my my Perth Footy Club treasurer rings me, John Durazio, and goes, "Mate, what are you talking about? We only just break even every year. How are we going to afford to pay a women's team as well?" I think. I think we're just going to have to find more sponsors. That's going to be the way, our way out of it because there'd be sponsors look, out there. I think from most, talking most, to but you, you understand that waffle. Talk, most clubs are on a sort of breadline. I, I do understand yeah. that, but for talking to Neil Fong yesterday, and he said there is an appetite for to sponsor women's sport. Oh, absolutely. So he found that it was there. Um, so you know, I think that's that's a good thing. So now um, we yep. haven't got a lot of time this morning. It's a, right. it's more of a uh, bite size uh, podcast, uh-huh. but. Uh, the other big news uh, yesterday that we broke was the um, very sad departure from this mortal yeah. coil of one of the great of um, WA football, Austin Robinson Jr. And a brilliant article by Glenn Quartermain on page four today. Death of WA footy great and cricket revolutionary certainly was. That photo spectacular. I don't know where we found that photo. But did he? How's the leap on him? Yeah, from the archive. Do, so do just, you reckon he jumped off something? Or is that a fair grab? Uh, it looks like a training setup shot. So it's, it's still, one of those. It's a fair, fair leap. It is. He's got long arms, and I tell you what, he's kicking. I always say the greatest kick I ever saw was Murray Cooper, yep. like Murray Cooper at the Perth Footy Club. This guy would challenge him almost. Uh, so just a couple of spe- people I spoke to yesterday, Neil Randall, who actually played, I think it was the start of Neil Randall, the first five years of Net Randy, it was it was the end of Austin's career and he sort of gets, got to know him a lot better post-football mm-hmm. when Austin fell on hard times and I think he went and lived with uh, Neil Randall's family for a while and... Um, and then I also spoke to um, Brian Sirakowski, who played with him in that 73 premiership. I think Austin might have been injured in that premiership win, actually, but he did get out there. Uh, and Brian just said, you've never seen a straighter kick. But the, and then the really interesting conversation was with um, Kenny McCauley, mm. Noddy, who, How he play, played who played on him yeah. and said, look, um, you know, you couldn't play uh, side on, you couldn't play on his shoulder. I had to play him three to five metres in front of him and face him. And he said it gave him the shits because he he he'd never experienced it before. And that way, as soon as he got on the lead, I'd spun around and I, the footy was in front of me. But he said, um, I think it was the day he kicked, uh, he kicked nine on him. Yeah. And he said um, they were not – he kicked – no, he so kicked eight one from nine possessions – but Noddy had a lot more one, – he won a lot more one-on-one. So he said, yeah. yeah, he didn't need much opportunity. And the thing about him was he was so quick on the lead and they were so good and they knew mm. where he was – the, the holes he was going to run into, they were so well drilled. So once he got on the lead, you're in trouble. And once he got it, you were cactus because he was he never, never – missed. From 30, 40 metres, yeah. never missed. Amazing kick. You know what I couldn't understand about old coach, old-time coaching was why they never plugged the holes – Everybody's played on their man and sat off, didn't they? It was a different game. Yeah, and it took years before coaches decided, why don't we flood back or why don't you leave your man at this time and jump in front, you know, fill the hole in front of Lockett and fill the hole in front of Austin Robinson. I could, I could never understand why it took so long. Maybe it was a fitness thing. The and he, and he also, Noddy also told, us, told a story about it where was, there was a player storming downfield to kick it to him. And um, and he was on his own, and there was no one between them. And um, Austin was saying to Noddy, "Go and meet him. Go and meet him." And Noddy saying, "No way, mate. I'm not leaving your <laughs> I'm side. I'm peddling. I'm not leaving your side." <laughs> the so. other thing that blew me away is having uh, been involved with the PSA footy and you know footy at, at, at 
at the Scotch College and, you know, those sort of um, private schools. Yeah. He kicked 100 goals in 10 matches. Yeah. Yeah. 100 goals, 103 goals in 10 matches at school and in 1961 and then went straight into senior footy. So, spectacular. Hey, mate, I wanted to ask you about yeah. um, Summer's team here. I've got a, this now. Now, I need to... Oh, yes, great article from Suma yeah, in very the good. West today. And he says, and he's fa- to be fair to him, the team he picked in there, that could happen. That could happen. But that, this, you know what, Suma- Name it, name it, yeah. So there's a couple of players he's drafted in. So he's brought Brodie Grundy in. Yep. He brought Brodie Grundy in from Melbourne. He's got Devin Robertson from Brisbane who's become an icon, a cult hero In now. a week because of the shirt. Taking his top yeah, off, yeah. eh? What did he say? I wish I was flexing a bit more because he's, he's gone to 45,000 Instagram followers yep. from about 12 Amazing. overnight. It's Amazing. unbelievable. Tyler Brockman's another one in there. From Hawthorne, yeah. And he's, he's a chance. Subi boy, um, very good player. Hawthorne don't want to lose him and they're in discussions as we speak. They're really keen to keep him, Hawthorne. Um, but and he's Le- a West Australian and he's, he's a big talent. And Liam Henry. Obviously a big talent as well. He's had a great couple of months for Frio. The language for me suggests Liam's leaving. I don't think he's going to West Coast. But I don't think he is, no. I think he's going to St Kilda, wouldn't he? Somewhere in Melbourne, yeah. Bulldogs. Go with Brad Melbourne. But but aside from that, just – so what Summer's doing here is this is Summer as a senior coach and a a non-development coach, I suppose, thinking, as as I would too, if I was in – Simo's chair, or if I was in Summer's chair, this is the team that I would pick. I would bring in uh, Brockman, I would bring in Grundy, I'd bring in David Robertson, I'd bring in Liam Henry. But what West Coast, and this is part of the pro- why Simo I think is going to go, is because if Nisbet goes and Simo stays, Simo runs the show, right? And he'll be running this most the most important draft period for the West Coast Eagles in their history probably. I reckon next couple of years are, yeah. Not yeah, just this year, next well, year as well. Yeah, yeah. well, that's right. He'll, so Simo will be around. There'll be no one to check him in terms of, you know, what's hap- what's going on. And he will do exactly what Summer's done. And he's sort of, Summer has highlighted where Simo might go. And this is not what West Coast need. This is to, let's try to be good next year yep. team, isn't it? Yep. You know what I mean? We're trying to... So he's saying, what, six to eight wins next year? Well, the club wants to rebuild the club yep. for long-term success, right? This is... Shortcutting it, okay. And then this is what they've been doing. They got Tim Kelly and all that sort but of. But if guys. you get, if you get, so Grundy, I can up, can't mount an argument for Grundy. No, but just yeah. let me finish yeah. what I'm saying. To get those blokes, how would you get them? Well, Grundy might be a salary dump. Yeah, but how would you get him? You'd have to give Melbourne something. Yeah, well, but. And what would you give Fremantle for Liam Henry? Well, you're going to have to trade down. You're going to have to give him something. Yeah. And what would you have to give for Devin Robertson? Uh, uh, well, and also for Tyler Brockman. And Tyler Brockman. But Grundy might be a bit different. Well, you're going to have to you're going to have to give something to get something. Yeah. What for is sure. it? What is it? Grundy. What would it be? Oh well, geez. Yeah, Liam would, Henry was a first rounder. So Tyler, it's draft picks, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Draft picks. Yeah. Exactly. You don't want to erode your draft position. No, you don't. And they've already lost pick one. Unless North Melbourne do the impossible, and mm. I, no, I, I notice LDU, LDU now is not feeling well or something, may not play. Yeah. What's going on there, mate? Yeah, I better not go to Tassie. That's right, yeah. And, and on the other side, uh, the other team's going, you know, the Gold Suns, Coast. we've got a new coach, but say. Anyway, so, so, you're, so, so that's where I'm, I'm coming from. If, if, if Simo, that's, oh, yeah. what, that's what the club's worried this about. Is in a perf- I think Suma's picked a team in a perfect world if you can get them, and it's going to be very hard to trade those players in. Clearly. But you wouldn't trade those picks, that's what I'm saying. No, you wouldn't. Not in a billion years. Yeah? In my opinion, yep. do not 
try to trade your way out of this. You've done it with Tim Kelly. You've done it. Who, uh, Richmond tried to do it with their two blokes. You know what you could do with Grundy, though, and we've talked about this before? It's not stupid. If Melbourne need a f- key forward while the premiership window's open, why wouldn't you get trade Jack Darling to Melbourne, you get Grundy in and take some of his salary? Because Collingwood still has to pay a fair portion of his salary. You don't think you'd have to give a pick or the something? Thing about, well, no. I think you could facilitate it. And the thing is, because it's a win-win, really, and I think while you're developing – well, Bailey Williams is seen as a forward ruck rather than a ruck forward – while you're developing Barnett, I think Grundy three, four years is one of the top three number one rucks in the competition would add real value to the team and would help bring up those young ruckmen. So while you're going for youth only, I reckon mm. there are rare exceptions and he'd be one of them. Okay. All right. I'll go with that. And But but, uh, but think, then Jack uh, Darling might, might, might want to leave. And I think know, the so. people understand this. Richmond tried to do it with Taranto and the other bloke. As we've seen with the trade period though, Barron, nothing's off the table. You've been shocked by some of the trades over yeah. the years, so don't be surprised. No, but that but if Nisbet's running the show with the list manager, yep. they ain't getting any of these blokes, right? Yeah, because if Simo's there and Nisbet goes next week or whenever, it could happen. Because Simo, he's, he's a coach, mate. That's what they do. They, yeah, they try to, to bring yeah, back course, in of to survive themselves. And, and, and they're not being selfish. It's not a negative thing. This is just, this is human nature. And Simo's shown it there as well. We better pick some winners. All right. Friday, uh, tomorrow, in fact, at 5.50pm, MCG, Essendon, $4.50, Collingwood, $1.20. Collingwood with a big job in front of them, Barrow, like, they're like the boy with the wheelbarrow. Have they, There's a lot of areas they what have. What is to, the boy with the wheelbarrow? He's got the job in front of him, mate. Right, um, they, so many areas to address uh, to get it right. They're still very much in the premiership frame. Players to come back. Well, they get to Goey, they get Bobby Hill this week. Essendon were absolutely awful last oh. week. Putrid. The worst team in the comp last week and have been They must probably... be so disappointed. Brad, what's Brad Scott going to do? Uh, be... Look, I think, they're, I think they've taken a st- – it, it sounds strange, but they've taken a step forward this year, I think. He's going to slash and burn the a, meaty bit, a bit part, more, though, isn't he? He has to, yeah, and for the meaty part of the season. Parrish must be now thinking – they must be thinking, is Parrish part of the problem? Well, just go if you want to go. Because he, he wants big money. Yeah, look, yeah, just go if you want to go. Look, I can't, I can't pick Essendon. I'm picking the Pies to bounce back this week, and hopefully they start getting some players back. Well, Nick Dacos, we know, will be take a little bit longer. Hopefully Darcy Moore after that. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's a buy after this final round. You know I'm not a pro-buy, but in this instance, I think Collingwood mm. would love the buy. Mm. So I'm picking the Pies. You? Yeah, no doubt. The... Um Collingwood aren't the best team in the comp anymore. It looks like Dugowie and Bobby Hill might yep. get a named tonight, so that'll be pretty interesting. Matt Guelphie out for the Bombers. Dacos, I reckon he's still a chance to win the Brown, though. Yeah, yeah. Because Bond hasn't played that well since. Yeah. Petra- so I reckon, I'll say this, if if Petrarca and Bond don't get best on ground or go close to being best on ground this weekend, I reckon Nick can still win it. Yep. Despite not having played. That would be something, wouldn't I'd it? I'd agree with Unless that. Unless it's someone like Butters sneaks through. But would you say Butters, that? Butters will poll. Butters will definitely be He'll up give, there. I mean, they're all going to... Who's Dacos going to lose votes to? I mean, when he plays well, he's going to get the threes, whereas I think Butters could lose them to Rosie and other players, mm. and I think Petraka early could lose them to Oliver, but then Oliver missed a fair chunk of footy. I really like Petraka too, but Bontempelli for me. Um, while I think Lib- he needs BOG this weekend yeah, in that final game. has had a very good year, though. Has had a very good year. Because he's been flat. It's down at G- against Geelong as well. Yeah. Uh, MCG Saturday, 11.45 a.m. Hawthorne, $1.60. 
Fremantle, $2.35. Fremantle have had a good last month. Looking to finish the season on a high note, I'm tipping they're not going to. I'm tipping Hawthorne, who rested – oh, well, he was out injured in inverted commas last week, John Newcomb. Oh, he's coming back in. <laughs> it's listed as a hamstring. He comes back in this week, I reckon. And, hamstring um, tightness. Hamstring awareness, Barra. Hamstring awareness. <laughs> he's aware have, that he has a hamstring. I'm aware I have one. Yeah. I better sit out this game. So he'll be back, will he? Oh, my God. Mitch Mitch Lewis, not yet. Will Brody or Erasmus comes in for Jager O'Meara, I guess. Yep. So, are you tipping the Hawks? Is Tabiner a chance to come in? Don't think so. The okay. way Longmuir was speaking yesterday, it sounds like next year, next year. So, I'm going to actually but, tip. But the, but the young blokes look knackered, didn't they? Jai Amos, who's been fantastic, by the way, and Tracy, they look tired. <laughs> oh, it's been a long year for everyone, <laughs> including us. They're 19. Can you give us a hand? He's going to come third, I reckon, in the in the uh, Rising Star, Jai Amos. Yeah, that's fair. What do you reckon? Yeah. So Sheezel wins it. From Mitchie Owens. Yeah, and you reckon Ash- Ashcroft uh, just because he's missed the last so three. many games out? Of yeah, it. Okay. I know he was super, but I reckon I reckon Jayama too because he kicked what 38, 39 goals. Phenomenal yeah. year. It has Phenomenal. had a great year. So we're tipping the Hawks. Are you tipping the Hawks? Are you? I don't know. What are you tipping? I, I'm tipping the Hawks. <laughs> okay, I'm mate. tipping the Hawks too. Don't just go with me. Well, they can't move up the ladder, so I'm tipping them. Blundstone <laughs> Arena, the game that's going to mean everything to the West Coast Eagles. Uh, North Melbourne, three dollars seventy-five. Gold Coast Suns, a dollar twenty-seven. Interestingly, a few outs for for North Melbourne. LDU may not play. Oh, and you're geez. right. I think it's a the new coach effect. Damian Hardwick signing on for six years, even though um, Stephen King will still be the coach. I'm not sure. Will he go down to Tassie? He might. <laughs> he might. <laughs> How's this worked out? It, it, it's almost too perfect. Did, did the swan, did the Suns fly him to Italy? <laughs> no. He he, I don't think he needs a shorter coin, by the way, Barry. It's just all worked out so perfectly, though. Okay, I'll step out, give you time, some, some breathing space to get rid of your coach. Then I'll go overseas. You come and find me. I'll come back and suddenly I'm Interesting in. comments from Neil Baum. While Rich, there's a few Richmond supporters piling on, mm. not happy with Damien Howie, but Neil Baum, the head of footy there for a long time, he's come out um, and said it was the perfect way to handle it. He said, he said, I'm cooked. My message isn't getting through anymore. I'm going to step away and give you guys a chance. He said, we've got nothing but respect for him and we hope he goes well because we love him and he's a Richmond man. So nice comments from Neil Baum. Um, Did he need to play the mental health health uh, card? He didn't really. He didn't really play what, that. What he, he, he just said, he I'm tired. Out? He just said, I'm tired. I'm cooked. I need a break. What do you call that? I'm just tired. It's very different. They're all bloody tired. Everyone's tired, yeah. mate. Jeez, we're t- I'm tired. I'd like to play that card. I'm tired too. Yeah, so six I, weeks off. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Italy. Oh, please. I'll be on the Amalfi Coast, mate. I can tell you right now. A place called Praiano about halfway along. Where you can st- I stood on the rooftop of my villa every day. It was right on the road. I looked down over the Mediterranean with my long brown- King Brown and, a- and my cigar, and I watched all the fishing boats come in, and I said, you know what? Life doesn't get much better than this. May I could see you moving to Costi Lodazor. Where right. the Lord Mayor comes from, oh, is you it? know Basil's place. In you know where most of the most of the Greeks in Perth come from. Costi, okay. they, call it, they call it Kazi. I'm an, I'm a little a, island, fishing island. I'm an Italy man, mate. I'd Rhodes is, is, is Basil's sister has a casino and a hotel in Rhodes. Mm-hmm. You can go over there for a bit of excitement, mate. Greece is Greece, oh, it's a great spot. Greece yeah. is rocking. I've uh, I cruised the uh, Sparadis Islands for once for a week and uh, shot my the Sparadis shot, Islands. Yeah, I've heard of them. The Northern Aegean Sea. I shot my uh, I shot a calendar. Oh, but that's, for, that's a story for another day. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm picking the suns. You <laughs> have you not seen my calendar, Barry? <laughs> 
What about Jack Zeeble? It was He's, called Nautical But Nice. That was the title. What about poor, what about poor the Greek Odyssey? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about Jack Zeeble? He's retired but won't play against the Suns. Oh, basically, because he got beaten no, up. Horrific stuff. Yeah, yeah but that's it. Absolute anyway. dogs in the community, mate. But um, anyway, he... That's, that's being derogatory to dogs, too. I'm going to chip North Melbourne so that the Eagles can get first pick. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Saturday, Gabba, 2.35pm. Brisbane Lions, $1.23. St Kilda, $4.10. Um, can't see it happening. Everyone's talking the Saints up. They've made finals. I reckon they can have an impact in the finals, but the Brisbane Lions at the Gabba, mate, they're not going to lose this. You wouldn't think so, yeah. Calamachi will miss for the Lions, but it is surely at the Gabba. And it, it, if they finish in the, where they think they could finish, they, they don't have to go to Melbourne until the grand final, which would be massive for them. Oh, it? yeah. You that think, changes everything. Gabba, Gabba, you think they're going to um, play in, Gabba, in Gabba. the grand final. Yeah. Makes it full. So you're picking Brisbane as well? Yep. Uh, GMHBA, Saturday, Geelong's Premiership defence is over mm. and uh, disappointing for them, $2.20, playing the Western Bulldogs, $1.67, smarting over that shock loss to the West Coast Eagles last week. I'm tipping them to bounce back, Barra. There's a, the, the Cats have put the queue in the rack. There's a few players not playing, and I think the Dogs can get this done given what's on the line, given the pressure that's been on them this week. So Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins, huge outs, aren't they? That's what you're saying. So Jack McRae misses four. They've the really doggies. missed Guthrie this year too, Geelong. And I reckon the Cliffs come, but they'll be they'll wait. I'm not going to ride them off next Champion year. Champion gonna... Data thinks the Cliff hasn't come. Yeah, they're going to be they, okay. They've again. had a look at their team and they've uh, age wise, and they're thinking, you know what, they've okay. got some hope. Tom Liberatore returns. That's massive. Does he with the concussion? Because yep. he's pretty badly concussed. And so the first leg of the Bulldogs staying alive is to beat Geelong in Geelong. So for that reason, we think so, because the Carlton game that they need uh, Carlton to GW, lose yeah, GW, GWS, yep. is later on the Sunday, which is going to be a monster. So who are you picking? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going with the Bulldogs. Okay. Saturday night, West Coast Eagles $4.50, hosting the Adelaide Crows $1.20, 6.10pm. Two things. Will the Adelaide Crows show up? Will they protest last week's shocking... Goal review howler. And secondly, will the Eagles get the job done for Luke Shuey, Shannon Hearn and Nick Natanui? So hard to judge, isn't it? Because you're right. What sort of what sort of mood are the Crows in? Are they still – they'd be filthy about what's happened. You want to finish the season on a bit high, though. You don't want to finish it with, an, with a loss. And they're right on the cusp, mate. So I'm picking the Adelaide to win this game. You reckon they'll be Unfortunately, angry? Unfortunately, flat. Oh, no, they'll get themselves up. Did you see what the coach did, what um, Matthew Nix did? Gave him five minutes Said to get over it. Said five minutes, get over it, vent your spleen, and then get over it. And you know what? The AFL's going to give them some sort of compo next year. I bet you their draw next year is very benign. Yeah, There would have been something. Yeah. They would have contacted the AFL, so we're going all in legal well, here. you know what? And they said, whoa, 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 whoa. I hope they do. Yeah, get some get some compensation. I hope they? they do. Yeah, yeah. Because well, they were robbed. They were robbed last that week. That was absolutely... So you really, most people would think the Crows by 30-odd points, but Taylor Walker, he's eight behind Kuno. Because he beat him up last time, didn't he? Yeah, well, he needs. He, he's eight behind Kuno, isn't he? I think it's seven or eight Didn't have McGovern Kuno. last time. Yeah, I don't know if they'll have McGovern this yeah, week. Yeah, because of his He hasn't trained. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that leaves Bunger playing. I'd back in Bunger in his final game against Tex. Yeah, well, It'd be yeah. fantastic to yeah, see. It's not about Bunger and Tex, it's about supply. Mm. And that's where they got him last time. But, so. but do you reckon Walker will try to kick 10? 
Absolutely. So that he can win well, the Coleman? Well, give me a full forward that doesn't try yeah, and kick 10 every week. I reckon they'll be trying to kick it to him. Absolutely. See, that could backfire. It could. That doesn't always work. Got a pretty talented forward line, though, Adelaide. And a few uh, options in there. Hearn and Shuey send off. Nick Nat doing a lap of honour. Okay, give us a pick. This could be Simo's last game. Yep. You may imagine if the word goes around the change rooms, this is Simo's last game. Wow. It's hard to pick, isn't it? I'm picking the Crows. I'm going to draw. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I, I've got no idea what's going to happen here. If I had to tip, I'm going to tip the Eagles. Good on you, mate. Uh, SCG Sunday, 1.20 p.m. Sydney Swans $1.80. Melbourne $2.02. Two. Sydney's winning run goes back to round 18 with three of its six wins coming by two or fewer points. Melbourne has lost four of its last five matches at the SCG by a pretty big margin of average of 44 points, scoring less than 60 in each of its losses against the Swans. However, Barra, I'm picking the Ds, who haven't done much wrong. I'm picking them to win this. They're going to break Sydney's run. Tom Papley may play. He's a test. Uh, so might Amadi. Ben Brown's been playing. Brody Grundy's out. I've got a feeling Clayton Oliver's going to go nuts this week, given uh, he was well-restricted last week. I just think he's going to break, break out this they week. They might pick Bailey Fritch as well. So, yeah, it's a, this is a tough one. I'll go with you, mate. You're a good judge. I'll go with Melbourne. Sunday at 10.30 a.m., Port Adelaide at home, twelve against Richmond, 6.25. Pretty simple, this one, I think, Barra. Port Adelaide found some form. Um, Richmond had their win last week, their send-off win for Cochin and mm. Rewald. I think Adelaide get the job done here pretty easily at home. And, Port Adelaide, yeah. And, and have some um, – Port Adelaide, sorry, and have some uh, momentum going into that the bye and the finals. You're right, Cochin and Rewald not playing. What about Tom Jonas? That was weird. He's m- missing with concussion and then he retired. Well, he's got, he, but he's still available for the finals. Still available. Yeah. With that number one jumper. Who gets the number one jumper next year? Uh, Good question. Probably – does Butters get it? Good question, my mm. friend. So who are you picking, Port? Yeah, Port, yeah. Last game, and very, very significant one. Well done to the AFL with your fixturing. Uh, Marvel Stadium, 4.10pm. Carlton, $1.62. The Giants, $2.30. Barra, the Carlton, uh, uh, probably the form team of the competition. Giants have to win and rely on, yeah. you know. I'm tipping them. I'm tipping that's the upset of the round. The- Giants will beat Carlton on Sunday at Marvel so Stadium. So do you think maybe Carlton don't turn up? Because no, they're already I, there. I They've think, made it. I think they turn up. I think the Giants are really good football So what's team. in Carlton's favour? They get a home final. It's home. Well, it's it's, it's at but home. But what are they fighting for? A home final, I think, if they finish fifth, isn't it? So maybe there's Walsh, Chera, McGovern, Kennedy, Lockie Fogarty might all be available. Poor old Silvagni, he's uh, gone again. Cripps is expected to play. Harry Mackay's out there. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I just don't know if the Carlton – will the Blues – will they want to fully – I think they pro- – It's the first time next week, mate. It's the first chance they get they to, to ever to rest players for about a decade. Mm. Hey, they're in a situation where they go, hey, it's this. We can rest someone. <laughs> Gripsy, have a spell. I think you're right. I'm going to the Giants. Now it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. And thank you to Thirsty Camel, and thank you to, uh, we are giving away a 10-pack of 196 Double Lemon Barra this week. Uh, we have a clubhouse leader from Tuesday, which was Alistair Graham, about his, uh, let's respect the umpires after that goal haller last week. We'll get through these as quickly as we can. Hey, gents, real quick one. If Damien Hardwick wins a flag on the Gold Coast, does that put him above Clarko on the greatest ever coaches list? 
with four flags between Richmond and Gold Coast, rank above Clarko's four at Hawthorne. That's Mitch from Claremont. Barra. <laughs> Mate, you better answer that. Okay, I think the biggest, you got, your, there's an your, argument your you could say. Ob- objective hat on. No, I'd say yes. <laughs> I think so because I think the job he did at Richmond was unbelievable given he was challenged early and he, got, and he didn't win three in a row, but he won three with a space between them. But I think if you go up to the Gold Coast, who've never made finals, even though the list is cherry right for him to come in, it'd be pretty t- hard to argue against it. All right. Well, you're the greatest Hawthorne supporter in Western Australia, and you say yes to Hardwick. I'm with you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hi, gents. What's with Barra having a sook about tagging? Being able to play through a tag is the mark of a great footballer. Look at Ablett, Fife and Dangerfield at the peak of their powers. Teams can block and give attention to the tagger as well. It's not a one-way street. If teams are playing against the Hawks, they will need to invest some time into protecting their star midfielders. The exact same measures teams took against Ryan Crowley when he played for Frio. That was from Caleb. Caleb, that's an excellent email, and you're up there amongst the clubhouse Mate, leaders. But you don't want taggers getting roughed up, do you? Is that what, is that what he's saying? Like the old Johnny Warsfold, he used to do it with Peter Matera. He'd say, hey, Pete, run, run your tagger past me. I'll take him out. I mean, do you really want to go back to that? Well, you can't anymore because you're going to, take, you're going to miss weeks. But that's what he's saying. There are other ways of doing it. But, but that's what he's talking no, about. No, he's not. He's saying you can block and you can share and you can just, you know, you can get, him, get around. Yeah, and, and, you know, in the changes before the game, you get told to say it's Ling or Libo or whatever, you get told to take energy out of the body of the tagger, right? So that means punch them when you see them, elbow them when mm-hmm. they run past you, block them, scrag them, kick them in the shins. I mean... Do you want to go back to do that what stuff? Sam Mitchell used to do, get the uh, knees into the thighs nice and early just to... Just to I know, give him a cork. Woosha gave um, Hocking the greatest cork ever in the first quarter in, in one of the grand finals, and that was the end of Hocking. It, like, he just ran straight through him and just corked him. Mm. It was... It was I don't know how to describe that. Well, anyway, I've ho- I hope you've learnt your lesson, Barra. Caleb's on to you for that one. Uh, Michelle Haycourt and Barra. Should the Fremantle Dockers have the 2021 to 2025 strategic plan printed on their pre-game banner? I would have suggested a tapestry to run through, but on a recent podcast, Quarter suggested he may have gone a bit cold on them. I'm back, baby, Frank Costanza. That's Michelle. Oh, I like that. Michelle, that, that's, that, I think that's the fellow I met at the Willerton Cricket Club. Uh, okay. Very clever. Clever, clever, clever. The fella, Michelle. Yeah, he's gone under the – is it a non-diplume? Is that what uh, you call it? No, there's another – I think there's the, the team, the husband and wife team. Oh, okay. Uh, dear Quarters, dear Quarters and Doigie, the great Doigie. man, the great man, the G-man calling the 16-point Frio lost us to a top four team, a pantsing is Pooparama. <laughs> kind regards, Michael. <laughs> Very good email from Michael too. Is he talking about the port loss? Yeah, no, yeah, I think so. Oh, I love the well, doggy. They're one though. of the premiership favourites. He's who's, got a point. Who's going to win the doggy? Caleb wins the doggy. He does. Yeah. I think so. Luke Ryan will be up there, I suppose. Oh, absolutely. He yeah. will be. He'd be, he would, yeah, he'd be right Luke, up there. Would Luke Jackson come past him? No, I think he did have a slow start, I believe. Probably top three. <laughs> yeah, he did have a slow start. He did indeed. <laughs> um, uh, Mitchell from Claremont writes Hey, gents, I, I was a bit disappointed in the media reaction to the Dockers retro kit over the weekend. Many commentators couldn't help but keep taking a swipe at how ugly the strip was. Don't they understand that's the point? If it was a good look, we'd still be wearing it every week. (laughs) I don't know if Hawthorne or Port had the same reaction to their recent retro kits, but if they didn't like it, I'd like to hear why. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, Hawthorne's retro kit everyone loved. Um, I didn't actually mind that Frio retro kit that much, but he's got a point. That is the point. One of the original jumpers. The the green was heavy. I love the original jumper, though. 
Yeah, uh, you know what? I like when the red was in there because I, yeah. I actually thought it was part of because it was from Fremantle. I thought it was part of the Italian community. That's where that came from, but apparently it wasn't. They just thought those colours looked good. Now we can't read out all the mail this week because we're on a bit of a tight schedule today. However, Barra, I think our winner is going to be drum roll, please. <clears throat> I think we go to Alistair on here for his Tuesday mail about uh, the. Um, Umpire abuse, um, I think he made a very, very good, good point about, you know, don't hang the umpire out to dry. And he so was saying Alistair, that it goes down to junior fo- footy, doesn't it? Does, it? it does, you know, exactly and he, he had said. quit himself and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, please send good, your um, uh, mail into quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. Send your details into there. You have won a 10-pack of 196 double, double lemon. Thank you to Thirsty Camel. You have been listening to Quarters and Barra. Thank you to Tab Touch, our sponsor. Uh, please gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barra, good luck with your tips this week. And You've you got too. a point to make. Stay on top. I was just going to finish with this great uh, post from Henry Alonga. Mm-hmm. I can confirm the rumours of my demise, of the demise of Heath Streak, oh, have yes. been greatly exaggerated. I just heard from him. The third umpire has called him back. He's very much alive, folks. <laughs> Somebody said he That's passed right. away. That's right. And both before we go, <laughs> congratulations to our own Nina Kennedy, too, for winning a yes. world title overnight in the pole. Did bowl. you see what happened, though? They I decided did. to it, share it. Yeah, because they were, couldn't split them. Yes, let's go. bugger keep Well jumping. done, Nina. Yep. And uh, march on to Paris. Here let's we go. go. Round 24, bring it on. Talk to you on Tuesday. Thanks for listening. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.